Last time, on Tabletop Garden, the Great Molasses Flood. This enormous building-sized structure has suddenly broken, and you see this just wave of dark liquid pour out of the tank. This is 25 feet tall, stories tall. I'm Melissa, and I'm playing Sam Michaels. I'll get up, maybe even drop the notebook I'm carrying, and haul ass towards the tank. I'm Jim, and I'm playing Lorenzo Caligari. I'm going to barely make it out the back. I think I'm like on the edge of the thing. I'm Lucy, and I'm playing Harmony Wright. So it's probably only luck that she's not killed instantly, but she gets sort of sideswiped by a piece of the tank that's coming off. And now is when the smell hits you, this thick, sugary scent as power lines are sparking and fizzing and falling into the muck, and you just start to hear the crumbling of the remaining structures. Hi, and welcome back to Tabletop Garden, an actual play podcast where we collaborate on short, self-contained stories about interesting characters, and we do it with an agenda. I'm Gregory Avery Weir. If you want to get episodes of Tabletop Garden a week early, you can support my work on Patreon at patreon.com slash gregoryaveryweir. If you already support me, thank you so much. You're making a real difference in my life. And for more information on the show in general, visit tabletop.garden. This campaign of Tabletop Garden is The Great Molasses Flood, a tale of weird historical fiction about a real-life disaster using the Rosette Diceless system developed by Melissa and myself, aka Future Proof Games. You can check that out at rosetterpg.com. Our agenda, as always, is to honestly portray diverse characters, pursue healthy play practices, and craft story with social responsibility. For this campaign, we're also working to make our play consensus-based, story-focused, and improvisational. We now resume Tabletop Garden, The Great Molasses Flood. Sorry, my darling, I can't meet today. Doing my job, doing my job. How could something so sweet sweep us all off our feet? Our shoes are where our head should be. So this enormous molasses tank has just exploded, and reduced this entire small neighborhood to near rubble in a matter of seconds. Um, Big wave of of molasses, 25 feet tall, um, moving 35 miles an hour, uh, has destroyed entire buildings. Um, Lorenzo, you're up first. You are kind of just behind this... this, uh, this firehouse with the the molasses poured around it and is now kind of starting to flow in towards you um as, as this this initial speed and force of it has has been expended it's now settling down you can feel it oozing around your ankles as it as it starts to flow and rise to to height um and in front of you you can see that like the first floor of this firehouse has collapsed under the weight of the upper floors and is now just a few feet um you can hear like cries and 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 shouts from inside um you hear one of the one of your your co-workers like shouting um to to keep the back door from getting blocked like make sure that molasses make sure it keeps flowing make sure it keeps flowing um because that you can see that this molasses draining past you out into the street um and you can tell that like 
there's risk of drowning for the folks that are still inside. Um, some of them are, have, you don't, you don't know exactly who's survived and who's, who hasn't, but, um, that's sort of the most immediate pressing issue is that, that, uh, that the first floor is narrow and full of molasses. So what do you do? Okay. So the important thing here is to, Mm -hmm. I think we need to uh, find a way to adjust the flow, I think is what we're uh, talking about so that it Mm -hmm. uh, will, as much as we can, will not engulf the people inside. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think Lorenzo's going to be just looking around Looking around, he's going to try to. Um, is there uh, is there wood, or is the whole thing just completely brick? It's probably mostly brick with wood framing. So you you kind of made it out the the back door just as as the the weight collapsed, and so the primary place that the molasses is flowing out is probably this like this back door that's been kind of crumbled and is has cross beams of wood and you can see like bits of debris from other buildings packing up on the inside of it carried by this river of molasses that's running okay. through the, the fire right. and just so i'm i make sure i've got this in my head properly um we're trying to prevent it from rising up to other floors yeah, and also just making it sure it drains out of the first out floor, of the first floor because there's it. still okay. folks down there if there's something that i can use uh, to, to knock out either a section of the wall or windows or something that can uh, that that'll without the building collapsing, um, that'll help the uh, the molasses to get out. Um, I think that is uh, now is the time to do that. I'm most inclined to think that the windows are probably going to be the best thing to try to do. Uh, maybe if there are windows along that he can uh, basically. Like, try to pick up an axe or uh, or anything nearby to to run run along and try and shatter yeah um i know you have the resourceful trait that lets you get yes. um items is that something are you inclined to 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 get and use like uh, i mean a, a fire axe would certainly be a very useful thing here um we could call that a rare resource for the purposes of the scene a legendary fire um, axe is that something <laughs> Something you want to use right now? Give, well, I mean, thing a name. in in this situation, like it's it's a device designed for helping people out of exactly this situation. Yeah, I mean, I I think that to to, to expedite matters, this is very important. So I I think we can. Yes, is uh, if this is uh, a a rare if this is considered a rare item in this context, then uh, I definitely will uh, will see if we can get the a a wonderfully reliable fire axe. Um, that, uh, or you could you could if you like have a skill that you intend to use you could just have your common resource for the for the session yeah. be be a normal well yeah axe. the 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 uh up to you yeah i have a couple of skills i could use here um because um i can see him applying uh his knowledge of firefighting i can see him uh, applying his rummaging skill uh to to pick up an item that he needs <laughs> actually i'm i'm inclined in this case to burn the rummaging skill um, so that he can, you know, okay. find a necessary so object, you'll... uh, to, uh, to, to, to do this and find the, the necessary weak points he's looking for, uh, to, uh, basically smash and allow the, the molasses to flow out so that it, uh, will, uh, will help to clear out the building. All right. So you can boost your, 
You can yeah. boost with the rummaging yeah. skill, which will double your your attribute for this attack. And it, if you also kind of use your one per session that everyone has of a common resource to get yeah. whatever the tool is, maybe a an axe, a fire axe, um, that'll can be used to give you an edge. An axe, or if I'm smashing windows, maybe maybe a hook. Yeah, bill a bill hook, fire hook. Yeah. Also, tell me if this applies here or not. I do have mm-hmm. the. Uh, I do have the trait extra quick, which means I'm always boosted on challenges to move or react quickly. That could work too. If if you if you use your skill, you'll um, you'll be able to do wear, which means that you'll oh, be able to yeah. wear away at, at uh, the defense of of whatever you're attacking. We do need to do that. I'll go ahead and use the skill that on, on, okay. on this occasion because I think that'll be we, we gotta wear we gotta cause yes. wear on this thing. Um, and you can you can so, know yeah. kind of the, from the fact that it's attacking so hard with body that it's got a high vigor. Um, but if this yeah. is like wits instead, it's probably got a low wits. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try to. Yeah, I'm trying to out to to, to I'm trying to outsmart it a little bit, okay. but it's it's mostly. Uh, you probably don't have to worry about wear on its wits then. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the yeah, that's true. perpetually just outsmart a pool of molasses. I <laughs> hope that we can do this. <laughs> it's hard to yeah. Although that's... again, my my character's mind is not great, so mm-hmm. if I end up using that stat, I don't really want to couch it in the context of necessarily <laughs> outsmarting it. Um, but you can certainly act quickly enough that you outwit it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use rummaging and boosting my uh, if I'm using my body here mm-hmm. as the uh, as the attack, then that's up to uh, boosts it up to six. Then I'll go ahead and use that common resource of the fire hook. All right. So your your body stat is three. You're using your skill to boost it by doubling it to, to six. Um, you're mm-hmm. attacking the flood's wits. Um, and that absolutely will hit. There's nothing I can do to block that. Um, wits is mind plus charm minus one. So it's got a low mind and charm because it's a disaster mm-hmm. and not <laughs> a person. Um so that means that it's since you're attacking with the hook it, you've got an edge so it's, it's looking at two stress coming in and it's going to take one of those because it must and then it is going to take an affliction to absorb the other one and what affliction is appropriate i think diverted so from now on until you exploit this affliction, you know that that thanks to Lorenzo's work and presumably the other people's work, that like this the flow of this molasses is being managed enough that that'll give you a possible in for for doing stress against it later on. I think I am going to insert an expert here. So the flood is going to use one of its stress boxes to create. Uh, an additional actor in this conflict. So this is one of your co-workers. Um, this is Paddy Driscoll. He was right behind you, and you can see that that he kind of as you've as you've cleared this Lorenzo, as you've cleared this this barrier a little bit, and there's more molasses draining. You can see almost unrecognizable, just coated in this gunk. You can see Paddy, and he's clearly like doing his best to keep his head above the above the goop um and he's having to like to work to do that he turns to you and he's like uh we're gonna we're gonna get out of this right but does he call you lorenzo or does he call you enzo probably uh uh lorenzo or renzo 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 right renzo and uh this is it is hard to give him a, a confident answer 
Um, so he is attacking. He's doing a charm attack. He's boosting with desperate. And he's boosting with the extra convincing. Or not, he's boosting with desperate, but he's got the extra convincing edge. As he says, we're going to make it right. Oh, sorry. And that's an attack of six on your nerf. Okay. That's that's cool, actually, because I just need to uh, bring something into it. So let me see. I think I'm going to uh, make use, if I may, of one of my quirks here, mm-hmm. I think, to bring in uh, my, my add my charm to my nerve. Uh, okay. If that works. What is the word for that? I forget. Is that also boosted? Or is Yeah, that you're, boosting, you're boosting your, yes. your nerve by adding in your charm to it again. And quirks can be used in three ways. They can be highlighted by saying, hey, I am doing the thing that is expected of my character. You can defy your quirk, and you can boost by doing something that's unexpected by kind of going against your nature in order to do especially good or you can introduce your quirk which is you can add something narratively to the scene that wasn't there before that explains how your quirk is useful i'm going to use my uh the my quirk which i've uh i've put in here which is seen the elephant mm-hmm. it's often a term uh, uh, often applied to veterans but as as someone who has uh <laughs> has seen a great deal of adversity things perhaps people aren't meant to see Maybe some of us, uh, uh, some of us in this firehouse, also had been in wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some of us, there are other sure. veterans amongst us. I wouldn't know if Patty necessarily is. Maybe, but if he's asking the question, then uh, then perhaps not. But I'll say, come on, Patty. We, most of us have been shot at, and we all run into burning buildings. Uh, you're not going to go out looking like a glazed ham. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Excellent. So you successfully blocked that. Presumably, you're able to raise your defense above six. Yeah. Yeah, that raises my defense to eight. Um, so you'll take wear on your nerve, which means that it's reduced by one until something hits it, okay. um, because that was a boosted attack. And we will shift to Harmony. Harmony, you're um, kind of in a similar situation to Lorenzo, where you're you're sort of wedged in between. It was you were between two buildings, but now you're just sort of beside a ragged piece of masonry that's that's held together um and this molasses is swirling around you and again threatening to 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 flow up and and just sort of engulf you entirely um you can hear like shouts for help and various things all around you can't immediately clearly tell like any immediate folks that need assistance but there's certainly folks around what do you do are there, um, I know there's the bit of masonry that I am, this, mm-hmm. I'm sort of using as a shield. Are, I see in the, the aftermath picture, there's a good bit of debris. So I'm wondering, is there mm-hmm. any, are, are there any other bits of debris? Like I'm thinking even parts of the tank would work or, um, slats from buildings or, what I'm looking for is for something that has a lot of surface area that mm-hmm. I could get flat on top of the molasses because it's so much heavier than water. Like something pretty, yeah. like something pretty heavy that would sink in water should be able to be on top of the molasses. Yeah, give me an attack for that. Nope. Um, <laughs> my mind is pretty good. I'd say, I mean, this also seems like it's it's attacking wits in the sense of, like, you're trying to find a clever way to 
to be on stable surfaces? I think this is just going to be a mind attack without boosted. Okay. So you're not you're not boosting initially. Right. But I am trying to figure out if I have an edge that I could potentially use. I don't remember what enigma means. Enigma is is an edge you can use if you know something that someone else wants to find out. Probably not Probably applicable not. in this specific circumstance. Well, I do also have resourceful if I need it. And everyone gets one common resource anyway, so that's also an option. So I'm not sure I have an edge that makes sense for this attack. So I think this is just okay. going to be a mind attack um, of a four. All right. Four will will hit the flood. So I think that I will take an additional affliction to block that stress. And I will take settling. And what's the maximum number of afflictions you can take? Um, I can have as many as the number of players. Three. So I can have three in this okay. case. And so you you did a stress, but instead of actually marking away to one of the stress boxes, it took an affliction, which can be targeted later. And this is just you're you're able to to find a passing um, like part of a wall. It looks like just a big thing of mm -hmm. wood um, that you're able to climb on top of. And this stuff is like it's weirdly both slippery and sticky. Um, to the Vake would hate it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's coated in this stuff but it is sort of floating and you're definitely like it's not stable but it's better than being stuck in the stuff um and you're able to climb on top of it and you can see like across what used to be a street there's like a bed floating by that has people climbing up on top of it and you're you're st stable for now am i moving yeah, you're moving kind of slowly. This you can imagine like there's this initial wave that that swept out and smashed against the the buildings that are on the on the street where the where the the train track is and then it's kind of sloshed back and so you're sort of in this this roiling rocking sea of of this thick molasses that just kind of slowly going to and fro. So you're kind of being swept one way and the next so very slowly but but definitely still moving. And you and, and Sam can both see that that train that has stopped um, is, is stable, but you can see a little figure has gotten out of the train and is like quickly but carefully picking their way back down the track, back south across the broken section. Um, they seem to be in a real hurry, um, wearing some sort of uniform. Mm. Um. Sam, okay. you are still standing at the edge of this this sloshing lake. I think I think we said that your your kind of boots and probably bottoms of your trousers are are covered in in this yeah. sticky gunk. You're squelching with every step. So, what is the state of the wharf and the harbor? Okay, <laughs> um, so you can see um, out in the out in the harbor um so this this we've focused mostly on what's kind of happening inland mm -hmm. from the tank um you can see that that weirdly one of the one of the buildings right next to the tank is almost entirely intact unclear how it survived um but a lot of the a lot of the flow that went harbor ways just immediately washed out and you can see that there are people that got 
that got swept along in it and are kind of in some molasses that's 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 uh roiling on the surface of the water and presumably is going to end up sinking um so there are a lot of people struggling out there they're unfortunately like across this whole disaster from you um and then there's there's two ships you can see one's was docked at the wharf that seems it seems fine um it's you know that it's the uss nantucket it's a naval training ship um and then there's another ship that's further out that's that's some sort of uh, another naval ship that's out there um you can see your ship um which is intact um it's it's a little ways further down uh, but it's definitely like there's molasses like in the water right around it it's mm. slowly sinking okay does it look like it's probably too soon for randos to have mm-hmm. their wits about them is anyone moving towards that training ship to like escape <laughs> you know what i mean i mean um it's it doesn't have like a well yeah there's some there's some flight that way it's a little bit confused because clearly like you can see people on the deck of that ship um cadets and 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 folks who are just just barely starting to react just like y'all are mm-hmm. um to the situation okay um but it's it's still kind of a confusion there okay so i'm up here i am looking for i have an out of character goal and an in character mm. goal my out of character goal okay is to have at least two of us in the same place <laughs> that seems like a good goal um so with the terrible degree of destruction happening here and all these buildings collapsing down I probably can see what would have previously been alleys that are no longer <laughs> alleys, you know, in the, um, yeah. in, in that way. So, okay. Can I narrate? Can I use uncanny insights? Sure. Okay. I'm going to maybe add a building in here. <laughs> okay. Um, over somewhere kind of towards the playground, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a small bar. Um, okay. So yeah, there's this initial row of of uh, of buildings that the fire station is part of that is now almost completely wiped out, and then kind of behind that, there's this bar. Yeah, and um, is reasonable to be concerned. I think that a lunch crowd might have been there, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a fair first target, I think, for for moving through. And I I'm thinking, if I'm understanding how Harmony's turn went, that Harmony is probably in that vicinity. Yeah, she's kind of past that bar, and you can see, you can probably see her from here climbing up onto a, a thing, and since you can, you might be able to recognize her, I don't know if you can recognize her from sure that sounds... from sight at this distance, but she managed to not get covered completely in molasses, so. Okay. Um... I wandered lonely as a cloud. <laughs> oh, no. Does this your, mean I can do my, tie, my poetry Your tie skill? with her is, is related to... to... To yes, to culture, to, to poetry, to poetry. Okay, yeah. So, okay, can I? Let's see. Let me think. Okay, so the other part of uncanny insights is that it might mm-hmm. lead to a common resource, courtesy of that info. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it does in this case, but so you, it could get you area knowledge. There could be something useful, kind of in or around the bar that would be would be useful. Um, oh. Okay. Could, there could be someone you know who's in the bar who could be a resource. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
So let's, okay, how about a, I have a favor from the barkeep because I helped clear up a scuffle that was happening in the bar the previous night. Was it a scuffle or a kerfuffle? Well, draft one, I went with scuffle. I'm not sure I like it. I think revision two or three, I'm going to try a couple of other words for it. Okay, so yeah, I, um, I'll i hoof it in that direction. And uh, Harmony? Harmony? Is that you? Harmony? Sam! Sam! Do you want your attack to just be navigating this? So you're you're yeah. shouting across, but you're trying to get through this, this what is currently like waist-deep molasses. Yeah, I think that would be good. Um, so I will, I'll boost with my tie. It's not about poetry, but it's about finding her. Maybe that's not correct then. Maybe it should be something else. What else would I boost with? I think you could boost with your tie just because like you, that you know her thanks to your poetry relationship. That's true. And so that's that's still, that's relevant to like how you recognized her and are able to, to work your way towards her. And my edge will be, I might go for useless, <laughs> not useless trait, useful trait. <laughs> this is in fact a very useful trait. And have that be the uncanny insights since that is what basically let me spot harmony. So to spot things, debating whether that's a mind or a body. It could be either. Yeah. It could be just visual acuity would be body, and then yeah, let's... like attentiveness would be mind. Let's go body. So that makes that a six. Okay, and this so since it's spotting, I guess that's this is still on wits, right? I think so. Unless, I mean, not to make it harder for myself. I mean, I'm certainly not trying to unnerve it. Yeah. 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 I think it's I think okay. it's wits. All right. So the edge. So the edge of useful trade is basically edges give you extra stress. And once per per conflict, you can use a trait as an edge, even if it doesn't already give an edge. Oh, um, I should have. Damn it! I should have done something else. But carry on. I should. Right. I should have just targeted an affliction. Oh yes, it it does have it's, two afflictions that you can you can hit still. I even wrote them down over here so that I would remember. <laughs> uh, but this this works. This is good. Hi, Harmony. All right. So so you're you're able to spot her and you're picking your way towards her. And I, I think I think if it's cool with y'all, I'll say that you haven't made it there yet. But yeah. you're you are able to shout and you're shouting over a bunch of other shouting and crying yeah, and, and lots and of cries for help. Yeah. But you're able to pick your way kind of to the closest stable spot. You're kind of walking along intact foundations and edges of walls and so on and able to to kind of get you're looking you're shouting past this half collapsed bar okay and is there any chat you want to do immediately or are you, you doing all right harmony this is uh unsettling uh harmony is cross-legged and <laughs> <laughs> you know doing a sort of lotus uh, on the whatever wall that she's sitting on. This is extremely unsettling, Sam, but I am I'm relieved to see you. I are you are you planning on just sitting on the board? This seems one of those moments when uh living in the moment 
was the was the best practice. All, all right. Well, I'm... But I am open to next steps. I definitely think we should try to help people. Agreed. And up, uh, Harmony, you can see, uh, Sam, you're looking away, so, so you could maybe f- follow Harmony's gaze, but Harmony, up on that person who was running across the, the train tracks, um, is like waving their hands wildly um, at something down the tracks, and you see another train coming northbound toward them. Um, and they're like waving frantically, and that train, you're not sure if the train's going to stop, but then it slows and comes to a stop, like, right in front of them. Um, and you can tell that if this person hadn't, like, tried to stop the train, it would have plummeted down the, the broken track, and probably this would have been a whole lot worse. So let's take a pause right now and chat about something out of character. So, we're playing Rosette Diceless, which is exciting because it's the game that Lissa and I made. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're, this is uh, the first time that I think we're going to get entire uh, play chunk online um, for folks. There was a, there was a preview um, that we released a while back that, that ended up not getting finished. Um, but... Uh, one of the one of the central concepts of of Rosette Diceless is that it's consensus based, and um, the the design of it of the play is that it um, it's meant to like have different people running different scenes um, to not have a unified GM. And just for expediency's sake, I'm kind of just almost serving a GM role here. I'm narrating, but there's still important things where like. I have a lot of narrative control, but y'all have some too, and nothing is happening to your character without your consent. So you get to pick how these events affect your character. So for for role-playing in general, what are your thoughts on the ways in which you as a player are giving consent in different forms to having things happen to your character and to have narrative actions taken in the world that you're theoretically all working to build? Consent, I think, is vitally important. Um, just uh, not just in games, everywhere. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, but uh, when you use it in games, that I think means that you can explore things you wouldn't normally be able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you give consent for, say, for example, uh, up front, that say the a possible stake here is my character is going to die. Mm-hmm. You've already, uh, you've already stated that that's okay, and we're totally free to go there and explore that death mm-hmm. as part of the narrative. You, you get permission to look into these things, mm-hmm. knowing what the boundaries are, knowing what you can and can't look into. I think that helps you to create a much richer narrative. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should answer since I'm <laughs> since I worked on uh please. Okay. So, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to not be reactionary when designing a system like this to be like, well, I had these bad experiences, so let me circumvent those by making consent core. Uh nonetheless, 
I think that um, experiences in games over the years where GMs, DMs, etc., felt like their their job or the funny part of their job was inflicting an unpleasant amount of harm on on characters meaning also the players really they wanted to hit you where it hurt because the the goal mattered or something right um and that that sort of target um I think it's pretty nasty and it's really a symptom of a lot of larger things, right? Like I could say there's probably a fair amount of toxic masculinity tangled up in some of this, um, you know, uh, uh, being, being a, a woman in these spaces with often male GMs, definitely, you know, there's, there's definitely some dynamics there, but, um, so, you know, I, I think about those experiences and I think like, you know, I could have played in that space. I absolutely love making D&D characters. There's no reason why I wouldn't have, you know, like I could have I could have definitely dove into the space where I'm I'm willing to let a character die to make an interesting story and then bring a new one in. But when it becomes adversarial, where it's someone's fun to kill your character, it's just it's just unpleasant, you know? Um there's this wrestling for narrative control. And so I think my hope is that with this system, we've been able to help create a culture at the table or in the room if you're LARPing, which was the original <laughs> sort of thing, um, where you can open yourself up for these things in a safer way. I think um, a thing I would add to that, too, is it's even... Um, it's about power dynamics and not just in an adversarial way, but there's often in more traditional games, the idea of you're being players are given things by GMs, right. Mm -hmm. Or DMs, right. Whether that's pain and harm or whether it's, you know, fat loot or, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, treasure, booty um but you take whatever you're given right and you're mm -hmm. appropriately gracious <laughs> to for the things that you're given and that's a sort of that can be i think a, a pretty um negative cycle to be in also um just as much as sort of a um you know desire to do harm i guess um to players can be just the whole idea of you have to take what you're given um which is not the same thing as exploring the boundaries of a narrative right and um a character so i think that there is something um about maybe rosette specifically but just sort of this concept kind of generally that is um somewhat less transactional and more collaborative yeah, I think that, that there's, while any tabletop role-playing is in reality collaborative storytelling, right? It is all the people working together to tell a story. There's sort of that assumption of that the GM is the one that really does more of the storytelling. Um, and that, 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 that sort of almost part of that transaction is weirdly that like, 
the GM is giving story at the cost of, like, at the price of their control over your character uh, is, is kind of what, what that concept made me think of. And, like, that's weird. <laughs> um, I don't know. But I mean... That's, I think that's a false that's a false idea of authority, right? Because players push back on GMs all the time in various ways. Our society uses that relationship for a lot of things, though. Like, if you think about the way education yeah. is done... Where you have one person holding the knowledge, dispensing it in a certain way, at what cost, et cetera, et cetera. So it's mm-hmm. not, it's not, I guess, not surprising that we have modeled this in our in our fun time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the metaphors that's often used for GMs is that they are the judge mm. of the system, which is a very, Oof. very there's there's a lot there to unpack <laughs> about authority and control and laws being immutable and important. Mm-hmm. so yeah yeah all right so uh one thing i'll request of y'all is especially in this circumstance where i'm i think exerting more narrative control than would be usual in rosette please uh feel free to push back um i'm going to be asking permission and having characters attempt to characters and entities like the disaster attempt to do things to your to your characters um and I trust y'all to decide whether or not you want those things to happen to them. So, you all have had kind of brief moment, a brief long moment of of uh, of stability as this flood has has swept over this neighborhood sloshed back and you've sort of found found places where you can be working um at least for a little bit but uh, as as the situation develops things are are starting to get more difficult um the flood is going to make a, a standard attack now um it's because it's because it's the adversary it gets to attack every player at once um and this is generally just um, a a situation where the things that the all the buildings and structures that initially were um, were knocked off of their foundations and, and crumbled and so on are are starting to settle and and have their their weight come down on new not their original um, supports. So, uh, Lorenzo, you're behind this this firehouse that already has has had its kind of had its first floor reduced to half its height um just by by getting shaken off of its foundation um and you're you're hooking bits bits of debris and so on keeping this this molasses flowing out um and as part of that sort of gradual widening of that what was originally a doorway and some windows and and just the the debris that continues to flow through as you're hearing people inside um working their hardest to 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 stay alive um you hear above you some crumbling and cracking as part of the the back facade of the of the firehouse is threatening to come down onto you sam and harmony you're both uh, next to this half-collapsed bar that you know has some people inside of it, and you're hearing rumbles and, and crumbling in it as you realize that 
this bar has a basement has has where where kegs and stuff are stored and you're you're uh kind of above what was once the street above it and you're hearing burbling and cracking as stuff is flowing into the basement and uh you can tell that the ground below you is beginning to cave in uh so this is a body attack on all of you this is using the implacable skill boosting with that and with an edge of collapsed building so this this collapsed building is like a weapon so if you have armor like resources that would would help protect against it um and this is a again a 10 because it's a body attack a bold attack that will will do wear against you if even if you block it um and this is i think this is against vigor because you're facing this thing directly sending bricks on you or trying to send you into a cellar um i think that that's still going to hit everyone so lorenzo do you do you get hit by these by this debris uh you get hit by the attack which means you take stress but what's what's the important question um Mm -hmm. did i sacrifice that pick earlier or did i still have okay so, so you've, you still got it. Um, you, if you've used it, you've used it as an edge, so you can't use it as an edge again. Okay, um, that was but, my that was my question because um, yeah. if uh, I was looking under sacrificing resources, um, yeah, you and, could theoretically use it in a future conflict if you still had it now, okay. since you didn't sacrifice it. But essentially, it only gives you a mechanical benefit once. Okay, I gotcha. I was just—I just wanted to make sure of that because I was trying to figure out the line between sacrificing the resource and just making yeah. use of the resource. If there was a difference there, and the advantage uh, to sacrificing is you lose the resource permanently, but you can use it in a in a way that you know, that is not kind of its intended yeah. purpose. Okay, I was looking at the thing about boosting a defense or uh, blocking an edge, um, yeah. but uh, what I'll do instead. I'm still I'm still using it, but it's more no, it's a prop now. Um yep. as I'm trying to uh you know, I don't think I have anything that, that I can use here to, to, to block the edge, which is the, really the only thing I'm concerned with at this point. Yeah, I think resourceful would be your only option. Yeah, if I wanted to grab but I'd have to immediately sacrifice that resource, would I not? To uh you could you could use resourceful to get something that would that would block all edges related to something. Okay. So you could like resourceful, uh, construct yourself some armor or something, or or a prop like a literal thing to prop something up with. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about um, well, we're going to have to talk a little bit about the uh, the laws of buoyancy for a moment, so that I can make certain <laughs> that if I'm uh, if I'm using this, I think I think with the weight of a building that you're talking about, yeah. you're I don't think you're going to be able to like get something that would float, but you could certainly like be resourceful enough to like find a jack that would be used to to like jack up like wagons and and cars you know there's not many cars around but certainly still be there so that might be something you could scrounge up real quick and and use to to block this edge part of it i was thinking about like a raft or a boat or something uh coming coming by uh, possibly just just if i'm using that resourceful thing just suddenly since we're near a uh since we're near water molasses canoe if yeah yeah essentially is what i was thinking about is in terms of like using it for that and then using that to block certain edges yeah i mean if if you're down for like leaving the firehouse right and getting out of the way of of this stuff then a a boat or something would be 
would totally work. But if you want to stay here, I think you need to want to block heavy stuff from above. Well, I guess the uh, the question really has to do with if I've bought everyone enough time to get out yet, because if that is not the case, then... Yeah, they're, they're no longer in immediate danger of just drowning in molasses. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still they're still definitely stuck, and you can tell that like some of them probably have stuff on top of them, and that's going to take longer to to remove. Okay. Thanks for the partially collapsed building. All right. Um, so then, that being the case, we're going to go ahead and take it. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's a good word for something like pummeled. Pummeled is that a good word? Or no, pummeled being, sounds good to me. Being pummeled by brickwork. Uh, <laughs> I will take that as a... Okay, so you take one point of stress, and the other point becomes the affliction pummeled. What's, what are your two afflictions? Um, I have pummeled and delayed. As this, okay. These bricks rain down on me. I'm trying to sort of dodge to get out of the way, but some of them do hit me. All right, are you, with this thing kind of collapsing more, are you stuck under it, or are you still kind of able to move around? I, I think I am able to, if I may, I think I am still able to move around at this point. Um, But I'm probably getting, as the molasses are coming out further, it is getting harder to move at this point. So it's uh, got to do something. And Sam and Harmony, you're in danger of falling into this uh, cellar. So I'd like to look around and see if I can find something like a, um, I mean, something rope-like. It could be a rope. It could be clothes it could be power lines what about a clothesline clothesline sounds good because there's a lot of residential buildings around so you could definitely have like a real sturdy clothesline that's come by so i guess i'm attempting for this to be my common resource that i'm accruing for this session and um i'd like to use it to block the edge because i'm going to attempt to tie it to something stable that's not going into the hole and then me also not go into the hole (laughs) yeah probably some jagged like pieces of metal and so on that are embedded in concrete and more stable yeah um so are you taking the point of stress or are you blocking that with an affliction i'm gonna take the affliction and I guess the affliction I will now take will be moored. Moored. Okay, so you're because you're just at this point. In order to be stable, you're kind of tied to that that spot. Yeah. Um, and your other affliction is bruised. Okay. And then Sam, you're seeing harmony like snatch this clothesline and real quick tie one end of it and hold on to it. All right. Uh, I'll. A mutter. He's got to teach that girl how to tie a knot. <laughs> uh, so there are people in the basement. Yeah, you you hear it's it. You can hear a bunch of voices that are on the first floor of the bar. You hear one voice coming from the basement, just like help, help. And it looks like just the for the moment, just the patch of ground you're on is collapsing. It doesn't okay. look like the whole bar is in danger of falling. But yeah, there is someone down there. Okay. So when you sacrifice a resource, a common resource, even if it would not necessarily block an edge, it can in the sacrifice. Mm. So I would like to sacrifice the favor that I have with the barkeep. (laughs) Okay. 
um, to block this edge. And I think what Sam does is, I mean, this is, I don't know how buildings work. <laughs> Maybe just climb up, like, just like sit on the window ledge, right? Like just get off of that mm -hmm. spot of ground and, and break the window in the process. That's the, that's the unpleasant thing for the barkeep is I'm breaking a shit. And I'll, I'll yell at the, the barkeep, Jim, there's someone downstairs. Get it. Sorry. <laughs> Not that Jim. <laughs> it was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. What do you need? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I am everywhere. <laughs> you are everywhere. Um, uh, say, uh, James, there's someone down in the basement. You've got to get him out. <laughs> Um, I know that doesn't get me very far, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, I can at least block the edge, burn that favor. James has to do something, <laughs> uh, or at least I'm, I'm commanding James to do something. Given that there's so much damage around, is there something like that's not already a loss that you can destroy as part of mm. this? Like, is there some treasured thing that, that... James was like, I'm glad this survived the disaster. And then as part of this, you've oh. just destroyed it. Hmm. I like a stain, that. Like, is the window a fancy stained glass window from a oh. church in Dublin or something? That's brutal. But yeah, like, so this is, so this being so close to the dock, one of the appeals of this bar is that it's like a slice of home for immigrants and so on like folks visiting from other places so yeah something like stained glass or um a guinness like... sign from ireland <laughs> there we go <laughs> yes stained glass yes stained glass with guinness like you know like it's part of the the design oh it's from from a pub <laughs> in the, in the yeah okay yeah um and i just i mean take an elbow to it like People matter more than glass, but also, ouch, sorry, yeah. it's unfortunate. So yeah, uh, I will take, I'm on the fence about whether I should take a second stress or a second affliction, but I will take the affliction. So, so far, I think, I mean, Sam certainly realizes that he is dealing with a disaster at the scale of something larger than he can fix. Um, I don't think he is hopeless about the situation, but also, holy shit, right? Like, mm -hmm. this is not, this is not something that's, that's gonna go well. Um, so I think he has the affliction resolute. Is that a bad affliction? Um, like, resolved, maybe, or something? Like, like, knowing that like... this is not gonna go well fatalistic trying to trying to tilt it negative or yeah. um resigned i think resigned is okay still gonna do the work though like not giving up so yeah the, we can go with resigned sam harmony sam, can you pass this to james i give you a tract about universal basic income no <laughs> No. Are you sure you shouldn't have taken uh, dazed instead of moored? You seem a little 
little out of it. Now is not the time, Harmony. What were you doing before? If not now, then when? After the molasses <laughs> flood. If That's there is when. an after the molasses flood. This is a very big city. There will be an after. It just won't be here. Maybe not for everybody. No, definitely not for everybody. And you're you're so you're resigned and shaken. Resigned and shaken. I feel like I'm failing on my extra composed here, uh, <laughs> but. Well, harmony seems to be a challenge to that composure. Oh God, despite being <laughs> inner peace, <laughs> her inner peace is messing with my composure. My inner peace is doing great. <laughs> yeah. Well. So Lorenzo. So you've kind of managed to, to dodge falling debris. You're managing this, this flow of molasses uh, out of the, the back of the firehouse. And it's, uh, it's starting to, to settle. Um, it looks like most of the structural collapse of the firehouse is completed. Um, Sam and Harmony, you're, um, you're now looking into this, this hole into the cellar and seeing someone struggle down there. One of the bar employees, a guy named Mike, who presumably was changing out a keg or something down there. But Lorenzo, you uh, can still hear Patty in there, and, and I guess see him. He's he's right inside, um, and he's clearly still struggling. But he's the closest person to you. Um, and then the flood in general is still diverted and settling. So what do you do? How is the adversary doing right now? The adversary is doing great. Um, has taken the adversary uh, can go to hell. <laughs> how is the adversary take? Have I have I missed a thing? I've only got one point of stress on it. And I feel like I should have two. I don't one. I I was I didn't have an edge on mine. So yeah, so mine was mine hit, and then Lucy's Yours hit. only did an affliction. Yeah, mine hit. It just. Was an affliction. Mine also hit. Okay, I just didn't record the but stress from Sam. Jim hit as well. Yeah. Yes. Um. So everybody hit, and so I've got three stress on it and two afflictions because Lucy, uh, Harmony did not have an edge. Okay. Okay. What are the afflictions? The afflictions are diverted and settling. Use either of those. Um. Yes, so I would like to use one of those. Um, I think okay. that uh, as uh, things are starting to settle, I'm going to take advantage mm -hmm. of that. Um, so I'm going to attack the uh, the settling uh, affliction uh, to okay. um, sort of uh, try to just sort of wade in and start hauling people out. Okay. I think what I'm going to do is that as as things are starting starting to settle, there's like maybe one or two. Uh, final beams that are starting to uh, that, that 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 are dropping. I'm going to sort of very uh, bold fashion, kind of wade up to one and put my shoulder up against it, and uh, sort of as as these uh, firemen are trying to trying to get out, and I just sort of look down. What are you waiting for down there, Mighty Graf? Come on! <laughs> and uh, I'm uh, I'm trying to use the uh, the drama edge, if I may, to. Uh, <laughs> Nice. Uh, try right. to uh, go along with the the uh, the attacking of that affliction. So when you target an affliction, you automatically hit, um, but uh, you do 
you have to use an edge to do any stress, so you use drama. It no longer has the settling affliction. Um, since it's since it's the adversary, it can't take another affliction as the result of that, so it takes a point of stress from your dramatic action. Yay. And um, hmm? I said yay. That's all. <laughs> and you you usher several of the of the people of the firefighters who are who are trapped in that low space, right? Because it's only like four feet tall or something, are able to scramble through the molasses past you. Um, you're kind of supporting this beam that's that's over you and and Patty's kind of grabs onto your to your trouser leg and his his hands are slipping in the molasses as he's pulling up and kind of lifting himself up above the the gunk. And he says, uh I I, I would if I could, Renzo, but uh I can't I don't know, some someone's got my leg. Um and you can see that like that another beam is weighing down on him and he can't easily pull himself free. So you're kind of a little more in the trouble than you than you were before. But you've you've rescued some people. Um and as as Patty is trying to lift his way out, um he's you know, tugging on you more and he catches your belt. Um, and you're already kind of in a, in a squat supporting this beam. And, um, because, because of that extra weight and, and the weird, the awkward stance you have to be in, um, he's in danger of pulling you down and pulling you down into the, into the molasses with the, with the beam then coming down on top of you. Um, so this is, I think this is his body that he's attacking with. Um, so he's attacking bold with his skill of confused. Um, and what edge is he using here? Um, this might be concealment. He might be because he's attacking from an awkward place. Because um, he's he's kind of in cover, as it were. Um, it's it's an angle that's hard to hard for you to protect from. Um, so that is a four on your vigor from from Patty coming in bold. And I think you've already got one wear on it. I've got a wear on nerve. Um, I don't know if you... Okay, on nerve. Never mind. Everything has attacked your vigor so far as hit. Okay, so let's see. Um, strangely enough... I try to use my bargaining skill, <laughs> um, mm. where so so here's here's how we're going to to frame this. You can tell me if this if this holds okay. water and or molasses. <laughs> and uh, so I'll say <laughs> as I'm just sort of like trying to trying to sort of we're both slipping down, trying to help lift him up. I'm gonna say, hey, come on, Patty, come on. Tell you what, tell you what, we'll do a deal. We both make it out of this. Your poker debt to me canceled. <laughs> That's good. I like that. All right. He kind of, he laughs. You've shaken him out of kind of his, his desperate scrambling. And he, uh, he says, all right. All right, Renzo, I'll, I'll, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> he settles down a little bit. Um, are you, have you managed to kind of keep your, keep your freedom as part of this? Or, or are you now kind of trapped under that? Beam? Um, I think th- you're still standing. You're not in the molasses, but yeah. I think I am actually. Uh, it, it's 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 a thing where I'm I'm gonna have to probably wedge myself out in a minute once uh, once Patty gets out. 
All right. I will add. So I've I've added uh, an obstacle to represent that seller that you're that the other two are dealing with, and I'll add confinement to the turn order to reflect you're now kind of being back inside the firehouse. You're saying we now have an extra that is the seller? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so you've got the 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 experts slash extras that are on the board are um, the victim, Patty Driscoll, the obstacle of the seller and the and the situation in the in the kind of bar um, and the confinement that that uh, that Lorenzo is facing. Okay. As you're all struggling with the ground literally falling out from under you and and buildings literally falling down from above you all each of you have this weird this feeling that this wasn't how things are supposed to go like obviously you're you you'd react in the situation like how could something like this ever happen to me but there's also this feeling of just like you feel like there's part of this situation missing like something's terribly wrong and you can't place what that is but it's just somehow you're all in the wrong place and things aren't supposed to be the way they are right now next time on tabletop garden the great molasses flood and uh i'm going to be falling face first into the molasses you're covered in this stuff it's in your eyes you're, you have to, like, swipe it away from your nose and mouth to be able to breathe. They probably weigh half again their own weight on account of all the molasses they're coated in. I bet none of us are ever going to want to eat candy again. And he's trying to get you to leave him behind. Rosette Diceless was created by Future Proof Games and can be found at rosetterpg.com. Our theme song is Great Molasses Disaster by Robin Agner and Parlor Game, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. You can find more on Tabletop Garden at tabletop.garden, and you can support my work and get episodes early at patreon.com slash Gregory Avery Weir.